Welcome to the Business Awards Show, where we share valuable information and secret nuggets to get your award entry notice by the judges for all the right reasons. Our weekly episodes also feature inspirational interviews with winners, judges and sponsors. So let's dive in and start your journey to award-winning success. to the Business Awards Show. I'm Debbie Gilbert, the podcast host and also the owner of the Best Business Women Awards. And today I'm joined by Kate Ball, owner of Mini First Aid and the winner of the Most Inspiring Businesswoman 2021 at the Best Business Women Awards. Welcome, Kate. <laughs> Do you know, when I hear that title, it still makes me feel all <laughs> amazing. I'm inspiring. I love it. Thank you very much. It's an absolutely amazing accolade to have. And I will reveal to you now and anyone listening, it is our biggest category and has been for many years. And hundreds of people enter the most inspiring businesswoman every year. As you know, few make the cut and even less win it. So well done. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. And it was really, un- it's sort of, no one wants to go in. I Well, certainly I wouldn't want to go into an award with that bravado thinking I'm going to win it. But <laughs> I certainly on the night didn't expect to at all because there was just, such amazing quality of people and businesses in the room and you hear people's stories that you're sitting with and you think wow you're amazing like you're amazing how on earth, how on earth can I rank anywhere near you oh, I mean you know you're an incredible businesswoman and we want to hear some of your story today yes so um let's go back to the beginning where did mini first aid start what was the inspiration so talk us through a bit about the journey so I uh prior to having children I uh, worked in the corporate world in uh, corporate learning and development for a big chocolate bar manufacturer, uh, which I loved. And there were some serious chocolate perks for working for them. Um, and I loved my job, but as my role grew, I ended up traveling a lot. And I was away from home uh, most of midweek, leaving home on a Monday, back on a Friday, etc. And once we had children, that just didn't work. It didn't sit well. Uh, we had childcare in place and my husband was very supportive with what I was doing. But for me, there was just this piece missing that felt like I needed to be doing something from home. Um, and so it, it was a bit of a struggle mentally what I was going to do. And I decided that I'd freelance for a bit and actually work as a consultant for businesses in the north of England where I'm based on uh, HR and learning and development and all that sort of piece. And I was doing that. And then at the same time, there was just one of those little ideas, probably because of where I was, because I'd just had a baby. Um, I'd gone to learn first aid myself. Uh, I went to uh, one of the big, well-known uh, first aid uh, companies. No, that's us now. But it was one of the big, well-known first aid companies. Uh, and I turned up with my baby in a, a car seat and got told that he couldn't come in because there wasn't insurance for him to be on the premises. Uh, and so I couldn't attend the course. And I was sort of thinking, what am I going to do with him? I've got, I was breastfeeding at the time. And it just it just wasn't right that there wasn't this accessibility for first aid training. So that coupled with the fact that I had years and years and years of experience in writing and developing course programs in the corporate world I thought right if I can train and be a good first aider surely then I can train in a way or I can teach others and so what I did is I wrote a course 
uh, that was designed to be really engaging but really simple because anybody who's had a baby will know that those first few months in fact it goes on for years but those first few months after you've had a baby you get brain fog yeah. and it's really hard to remember stuff so if you go on a course where they teach you lots of very technical things with too much to remember you're going to forget it mm -hmm. so i wanted to have something that was really memorable and i asked my mates if they would come and sit around my kitchen table and tell me what they thought they loved it then i started running it locally and then the rest is history we franchised it and now it's huge <laughs> wow um franchising is an interesting topic to talk about actually yeah. So at what point did you franchise your business? How long had you been running? And what was the decision behind franchising? So uh, I had, I actually almost had my arm forced into franchising or finding that way because uh, a friend of mine was uh, based in Bristol and she, I would, she'd been following my journey just through social media about what I was doing with mini first aid in Leeds. She was like, Kate, there is just such a need for this in Bristol. And so we agreed that with her experience, she actually worked for cabin crew for a major airline. So she had lots of first aid experience and she had that real interpersonal persona that would be brilliant for our business. So I said to her, well, why don't you come on and, and have a go with me? And I was just taking advice from businesses around me, people that I admired. And they all the general sort of nudge was to franchise it so that I kept control of my brand, the reputation I'd earned, the quality of the courses, etc. And so what we agreed with Zoe, who was our first franchise, and we did this after 12 months, was that Zoe would run her franchise as a test for us for six to nine months so that we could test all the possible things that might need to happen. Websites, how people book, what people buy when they come to the class. And she did that for us. Um, and then we then expanded and it grew very rapidly. So, um, yeah, it's it was a sort of almost we found ourselves in franchising. I didn't wake up one morning and decide that I was going to be a franchisor, certainly not. It was just that, that it found us and, and it worked to be the right way for our business. And the piloting it for a whole year is definitely something you'd recommend to anyone thinking of franchising. I think I speak to um, one of the things that I do now, which I love, is that I advise small startups. And, uh, and one of those, particularly in our, our um, area, children's activities, et cetera, is that or baby businesses that people say to me, oh, I want to franchise. And you say, right, how long have you been running your classes? And they say, oh, six weeks or eight weeks. And you say, right, you've just got to test everything first. Because once you've got franchisees, one, you have a legal obligation towards them, they have a contract with you, but also is that you've got other people that are, you're almost, you're responsible for making sure that what they deliver is representative of your whole brand. So it, it, rushing it sometimes can actually then cause people to trip up. That doesn't mean we've not made mistakes. Crikey, we've had all sorts of learnings over the years, but by taking our time in that initial phase, we certainly found what worked and what didn't work as well which is really important yeah so yeah. you franchised and then grew your business and then found yourself walking into a very famous den did you not <laughs> <laughs> want to share a bit about that with us yeah so people say oh dragon's den why on earth would you do dragon's den and in fact even to the point where when we went for our uh, screening for our interview we'd applied to go on the show even when we went for our screening, myself and my, my husband, who's my business partner, were looking at each other going, are we doing the right thing? Because if uh, if this goes wrong, this could have a really detrimental effect on our business, but not only ours, but the 70 franchisees that are also part of our business. And then we see them like our extended family. And we went and did our screening. It went really well. The uh, editors and the producers were very keen to have us on the show. Um, and so we thought, right, okay, what's the worst they can say? You don't make enough money. 
or there's not an investable business, but surely they can't knock us for what we actually do. So we thought, right, we'll go for it. Um, and then <laughs> the only other slight challenge we had with the den was that we, if you saw the episode, it was back in June uh, in 2021. But um, when, uh, when we went into the den, we took our children with us because we needed to demonstrate children learning first aid because it's one of the courses that we offer. Um, and the original plan was that we would have children from some sort of professional academy, I guess, I don't know, like actor children, children that know what they're doing and they're not going to answer me back or fight. Um, but because of COVID and the filming restrictions, the only children we would have been allowed to work with were our own. So, oh, is that the reason why they were there? Because how many children have you got, Kate? You've got well, like, I've got, entourage, I've, haven't you? I've got six. I've got six quite an entourage. <laughs> and four of the six came on the den with us. And it was such a risk because the youngest two that came in were, were three-year-old twins at the time. And uh, even the night before, we're going, are they going to ruin it for us? Because it, it is a one-take so you don't get the chance to do it again. It is the the, uh, the tense that you get when you're watching it is what you get when you go in. And um, so we knew if they messed it up, that was it. Never mind us and what we had to say. Um, <laughs> but actually, they're probably one of the ways that helped us get the investment because they were amazing. They were brilliant, like pros. <laughs> <laughs> and you got the investment from um, Sarah... Sarah Davis, yeah. Wait, yeah, sorry. Did. Say that, yeah we did. So that was amazing. And how long have you been working together now? So uh, the actual filming of the of the den was last October, so October 2020. Mm -hmm. It aired in June, mm -hmm. um, and so we've been working together since it since it officially contractually. That's all actually happened very recently because the whole process mm. of due diligence after you've been on the den and you've received your offer from a dragon takes months because the dragon gets handed all of your files, which the BBC have. And they and their team, so in our case, that was Sarah's team, crawl all over every aspect of our business um, to do their due diligence. And then their lawyers do and their accountants. And when you involve all of those professional services, each taking their turn, it takes forever. Um, and so we've been doing bits and bobs in the interim and we've been starting to work on some projects. But it's really only now that things are going through. And actually, it was only this week that we learned that of the offers that are made in the den... 75% of them don't go through eventually. That's right, yeah. 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 Because, right. Um, because the dragon may have thought that in presentation or in pitch that you were great, but actually when they've done their due diligence, they've said actually it's not an investor. So we're, we're really pleased because we're going through, contracts are all signed, and um, we've got lots of things planned with Sarah, which is amazing, and she's yeah. lovely. Right, so let's think about awards because this is the Business Awards show. So when did awards first appear on your radar? What what was the first thing you ever so, uh, so the first award that I entered, uh, I entered some local uh, sort of Chamber of Commerce type awards uh, just to have a test really um, and got some sort of runner up or shortlist um, mm -hmm. for myself. But we were also entering uh, awards for um, our classes. So actually for accreditation for parents to see that we had awards and they came quite quickly really um, and for product as well for our first aid kit. Um, and we knew we had a good product and actually when we went to judging panel or we sent samples of first aid kits the feedback was always good so we picked up some gold and silver awards for product uh, things like loved by parents made for mums etc um, but what we also wanted to do is make sure that I had this sort of business profile as well being at the helm of the business and 
I'm not very good at the big I am. I'm a bit more like we the team rather than me Kate Ball. So um, I got uh, a PR uh, manager to help me to construct some award applications. Um, and the first one that we applied for was the NatWest Every Woman. Yeah. And we applied for the Aphrodite character, uh, category, which is sponsored by the Daily Mail. And at the time that was for women who had started a business whilst having very young children. So <laughs> because of my army, I met all the criteria there. Um, and I was shortlisted uh, against some incredible women, uh, and one of them named Annabelle Carmel. To the point where when I went to um, the judging day, I assumed that she was one of the judges because I was like, I've got your book on my shelf. Yeah, I've got um, your book, and that was 20 years ago. <laughs> everybody who's weaned children. Yeah, so great. She's a living legend. She's amazing. Um, anyway, I was totally knocked sideways because I won. Um, and had this big feature in the Daily Mail uh, and the Daily Mail have gone on supporting Mini First Aid and they run articles about us quite a lot. And that is an incredible link yeah. award that you won and all yeah. the R that you got off the back of that. So it, was just, it was just amazing, you know, and you're standing next to it. And on the year that I won, I was standing on the stage next to Prue Leaf from Bangkok, <laughs> Charlotte Tilbury, and then me. So it was, <laughs> and then, um, and then we, we sort of, because obviously there's a, you, you, quite often there's an entry fee attached to entering awards. So you have to make a business decision as well, whether you're gonna pay the, pay the fee to enter. And we slowed down a little bit on our awards application because the business was very busy and we were growing. So we were like, um, and then uh, I entered uh, Businesswoman Awards last year. So it would have been 2020. Um, and received a silver award. Children and family, um, I think, was it children yeah, and family? Yeah, that's right, for the children and family. And, um, and I know that in the whole process of writing the award submission with our PR, I say team, it's a lady that does it very well for us, but we refer <laughs> to her as a team, um, writing it with Jackie, going, actually, we've done some really good stuff. This is amazing. We're doing really, really well. Um, and I think because we got that runner-up, we thought, right, we gotta go we gotta go again we gotta go again and we've got to go for we've got to go for bigger and better and see if we do it but i think because we had runner-up i sort of came into this year thinking i might get runner-up again because we've changed categories we know we've gone into the biggie we've gone in the big category we've gone in the big category so if we get runner-up that's still awesome that's still, you know a big a big pat on the back for us so I think because we went in with that, I went in quite relaxed that evening, the night of the awards. I went you on my own. You did look very relaxed for someone who's had <laughs> six children. I was like, <laughs> night off, night off, baby. I had a night in a hotel, no children. I, 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 I know, I didn't realise. I hadn't had to give anyone their tea. And I, because I, because I came completely on my own because of the way that we were traveling down from the north and various things. So it meant that I had to come on my own. And I walked into the drinks reception on my own and there was lots of people in groups, but... It, once I found my way around people and chatted to people, it was so lovely. Yeah. And then I had this amazing evening on this amazing table of inspiring people. And then the icing on the cake was that in one of the penultimate awards, there I was on the stage. Yes, because it's it's the one we do just before Best Business. So it's yeah. sort of that, it's such a great accolade to have. And everyone who's won it in the past always says, you know, you could never take that away from me. I am a most inspiring businesswoman. And, it, as I said earlier, because so many people enter it, it, it clearly is something that means something to people. Yeah. Now, the judges, it's always about how does this person inspire other women? And I yeah. think the judges pitch you because not only have you made an incredible success of your business, but you're juggling it around your children and you've also got the franchise that you've grown. You were successful in Dragon's Den. So 
you know, they couldn't not give it to you, could they? <laughs> I mean, what an incredible tick box. You talk about tick boxing. Um, and they were all unanimous in their decision, all three of them. So that's always oh, amazing. That's amazing. I didn't know yeah. that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And I think you did wow them with everything you'd done and, all, you know, everything you've achieved. So if anyone's listening to this, thinking, oh, should I enter awards? What would you say has been the biggest benefit for your business with business awards? Well, firstly, do it, enter, because it's really, really important. Because I think sometimes even going through that process, whether you do the submission yourself or you do it with uh, somebody helping you with PR, is that even by going through that process, it allows you to really look and reflect on what you've done and give yourself a pat on the back. Um, it's a huge networking opportunity. So just from somebody that was sat on my table the night of this year's awards dinner, we're going to do some work together. And oh, that was what we were chatting to over dinner. Um, and so it's huge, it's huge networking. Um, and also when for us as a business, we're talking to potential partners that want to work with Mini First Aid, there's this nod because you've got this accolade that you've got this badge on your website and it is respected by business, it is respected by retailers. And for us, when we're recruiting franchisees, and I've got at the moment 70 franchises and that's growing and we want to export that internationally, is people look at that and go, well, Kate must be quite a good person to work for. Mm -hmm. and people are making a decision we're not unique now in the market there are other businesses offering a service um, similar to ours so actually if somebody's going to buy a franchise from mini first aid they've got to make that decision knowing that the person that's up, up at the helm is somebody that's going to inspire them mm -hmm. so for me and in, in any category really if you find the category that fits what you're doing as your business it's a no-brainer because yeah. it, even if you don't win the award, which I can speak from, from plenty of awards that we've not won. And last year, having a runner up is that just the whole process of going through it, the networking and still the fact that you get a badge that says you're shortlisted, which means that judges have looked at your application mm. and deemed you a shortlisted candidate is fantastic. And it's yeah. amazing PR. Amazing. Validation, isn't it, at the end of the day? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Lots of people that listen to the podcast are business owners, and <laughs> we always like to share some advice. So what would you say over the years that you've run your business um, have been the greatest challenges and how have you overcome them? I think my the greatest challenges have been is that I am a self-admitted people pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> And that in business is tough sometimes because sometimes, particularly if you're at the helm of a business, is that you have to make some tough decisions. You have to make a decision that perhaps that people don't like. Um, and so for me, the biggest learnings have been how I can be tough, but also show people that that's the right way and people respect my decision. So that's been that's been tough. Um, and also with that is also this piece of removing myself. I'm having a word of myself now, but removing myself emotionally from what's going on with the business. Because when you own a business, that's really hard. Because when somebody knocks you back or says, no, that's not good enough, or gives you some criticism, we had some criticism for some of the dragons in the den when we went in, um, is that you take that personally because you're like, this is my, I literally referred to Mini First Aid as my baby. Mm -hmm. So if you can find a way, and I'm still working on it, but if you can find a way to dissociate the emotion sometimes, not all the time, but just to give yourself that little bit of a break, um, then that's really helpful because it then stops you making decisions just, just based on emotion or because you're cross or you're frustrated or you're sad because somebody else has won something that you wanted or <laughs> won a contract that you didn't get. 
Um, and um, so, yeah, so that's been my big learnings for me, really, is the whole emotion people pleaser bit. But it's still a work in progress. I haven't perfected it yet. <laughs> well, you may find you've always got that slight element there. I think, you know, that's your personality type, maybe. And it's just might be strengthening it up in some places, isn't it, sometimes? Yeah. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Um, I'm excited to watch the mini first aid journey. So you're talking about going internationally now. We are. The yeah. next step. I know. So we've got. Um, so we're expanding. We're 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 looking at international franchise expansion, but also from uh, the the big piece really is around our product expansion. Right. So we've just got a listing in Boots, which is amazing, and John Lewis for our first aid kits. Um, and so long that's going to grow lots more lots more of where that came from we hope um, oh wow it's just amazing so well done on your win Kate I'm sure many more awards will be winging their way to you over the coming years uh, looking forward to seeing the journey develop and uh, we wish you very well thanks for joining us today thanks, thank you thank you Thanks for listening to the Business Awards show. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media or leave a rating or review. To catch all of the latest information and show notes, please go over to our website, businessawardshow.co.uk. Thank you.